We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome to another edition of McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCrady. That is Tyler Siski with you here on this uh, Thursday, May the 4th. Be with you. You a Star Wars guy? No. I'm not my either. son is, though. Is he? My son, my brother-in-law, big Star Wars guys. Uh, so he's all excited today. I'm sure he'll go by and watch uh, Mandalorian 14 times a night when he gets home. Just not my. It's not my thing. Um, never really, never really has been. Yeah, man. Um, I know I, I like the, I will say this. I I really like the original star Wars when they got, when they started doing the episode, well, I guess now it's episode one, two, and three, I, I was done. And then I like some of the recent ones that have the older characters in them, but I just couldn't follow the, they lost me with the uh, prequels. I was kind of out of the star Wars mania. Yeah. I remember when I was ago. a kid, I watched the, the main ones. Yeah, I love those. And then, and then after that, I just I can't really keep up. When with you're it. changing villains, uh, you know, I like Darth Vader being in all of them. When you start changing um, Darth Vader and you start getting into the Darth Mauls and all that stuff, I get lost. Yeah, I can't follow the storyline. I'm already confused. Uh, we're brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. I'm I'm crushing the Red Dragon today. Which means in about forty-five minutes, I'll be able to see the future. Oh, that's good. That's good. All right. Before we do that, uh, tell people about uh, the Joey Jones Golf Tournament. Yeah. So um, before I forget, I meant to. Son of a. They screwed it up again. Game winner walked off. I was quick. I hate them with a passion. Hey, it's okay. You'll you'll be back tomorrow. Oh, I will. I'll be back tomorrow. You'll, no question. You'll get over your feelings. You'll be back tomorrow. Um, I meant to mention this on Tuesday. But you can't, when you have second and third and nobody out <laughs> and you don't score one of those runs, you're going to lose. Like you might, as, you might as well not even take the field. Hey, look at the bright side. They got 131 more of these things to, to go through. Are you going to do this for the next 131 days? Oh, uh, probably. Okay. All right. You'll be all right. 
Um, I meant to mention this Tuesday, so or this past Monday. This coming Tuesday, I know we're going to do a show Monday. And as soon as we get out done with the show on Monday, I'm heading to uh, Gulf Shores, going to uh, Kiva Dunes. Uh, Joey Jones is having his second annual uh, celebrity golf tournament um, down there. And it's for um, Youth Reach Gulf Coast. He started doing this last year um, at Kiva Dunes. So if you're on the coast, you have nothing to do on Tuesday, you want to come play, uh, come join us. He's already got – it may be full, I don't even know. But he's got a bunch there. Um, but Kiva Dunes is really an awesome – uh, golf course that I got exposed to at Alabama. Um, and uh, he sent me my team, so uh, he hooked me up. So if you're playing in this golf tournament and you're listening, I apologize in advance. Uh, Jake Coker's playing with me. He's going to be on my team um, on Tuesday. So Jake, a lot of people don't know this, Jake was my backup quarterback at St. Paul. So A.J. was my starter and Jake Coker was my backup. And so then when I went to Alabama, A.J. was a starter. And then when A.J. left – we got uh, Jake over from Florida, transferred in from Florida State and, you know, at Alabama. But Jake can hit a golf ball further than any human being on the planet. It's it's really uh, shocking. So he was actually – I called him today. He was on the golf course getting it loose. So I told him just make sure he keeps it 350 in the fairway. We'll be in good shape. So, uh, But playing with him, playing with uh, Joey's son is on our team and playing with somebody else. Um, but anyway, that's on Tuesday. Um it reminded me. I'll tell a story real quick. You'll la- you'll like this. So, one of my I have two. I haven't told one of them. I I, I probably won't tell one of them. I told you privately. I won't tell it on air. But <clears throat> one of my welcome to Alabama moments when I knew it, this place was different. So every you know recruiting is a big deal, right? And organization and all this stuff's a big deal. So he tells me on like. March, I start getting around. I get there like March 13th. He starts telling me about in the March. He's like, hey, look, when you're planning spring recruiting and doing your logistics, understand that our last day of spring recruiting is going to be that Tuesday before Memorial Day. And I'm going like looking at him. Usually that's a full week, right, or, you know, a couple extra days. And he goes, we're, we're going to have a recruiting meeting at 730 on Wednesday morning. And then we go to our this. He goes, we go to this uh, booster function. And I'm like, okay, I didn't understand it. So we get in spring recruiting, we're going, and we get like halfway through May, and we had a we would do staff meetings on Saturday mornings. Kirby comes into me and goes, "Hey, have you got your stuff ready to go for this? Uh, you got your stuff ready to go for this uh, golf deal on Wednesday?" I was like, "No, what are you talking about?" He goes, "Look, listen to me, because there's not a lot of communication." Kirby says, "Kirby Smart, who's now the head coach of Georgia, he says to me, hey, look, you have your bag packed.'" and you have it by your door. When he says it's time to go, grab your bag and run to the parking lot. And I'm going, are you serious? And he's like, yeah. And he goes, you'll understand. Just trust me. He goes, this gets people every year. Trust me. And so sure enough, Wednesday comes around, and um, we're going to Kiva Dunes to play in a golf tournament. And we have a staff meeting at 730 in Tuscaloosa. With a, the Kiva Dunes is in Gulf Shores, and we're going to fly after whatever. So Nick comes to me early in that week, and he says, hey, look, I got a press conference, and I told these guys we're not going to be late. And we would have signals in the staff room. So I sat directly across from Nick. And so if he needed to go do something or whatever, when he made eye contact with me, I was kind of in charge of making sure he was on schedule. I would glance at the clock. We had a clock sitting up here on top right. And so I'd look at the clock, and then he would look at the clock and then go on whatever. I said, yes, sir, we won't be late. So naturally, I look, and I say, okay. Flight to Gulf Shores is about 
30, 45 minutes. So I backed it up. Okay, that's 11.15, you know, 15 minutes here. I started buying time. So I figured, hey, we need to get out of this meeting at 10.15 at the latest. Or he's going to be pissed because he's going to be late for the golf tournament, the press conference, the whole deal, right? Mm -hmm. So Wednesday gets here. Everything, we're going through a recruiting meeting. I start looking at the clock, and I let it to get to about 10 o'clock. Now, mind you, we're 10 off in two hours in Gulf Shores, and we're sitting in a room in Tuscaloosa. And 10 o'clock, he looks at me. I look at the clock. He looks at the clock, and he just keeps going. So he's got his feet up on the desk, right? He's got his feet up with his glasses on, just reading stuff and going on everything. And he looks at the clock, looks back, and so – 10, 10 comes around. I'm starting to get a little bit panicky, a little nervous, because I don't want to get my ass ripped. I don't want it to happen. I understand. Like, like <clears throat> I'm all about preventing ass rippings. 10, 10 comes around. I look at the clock. He looks at the clock. Just keeps going. So now he keeps going. I'm going, oh, shit. We have to leave by 10, 15, or we're going to be late. And I'm like, and I'm, it's going to be on me. And 10, 15 comes, I look at the clock, he looks at the clock, he keeps going. So now I'm in full panic mode. Inside, I am dying, Neil. I am dying. 10, 20, look at the clock, he looks at the clock, keeps going. 10, 30, I look at the clock, he looks at the clock, and he turns, he goes, hey, I know what time it is. And he just keeps, I was like, okay, I did my job. And I'm like, that's it, I'm done. I mean, he's, I, 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 I'm getting my ass ripped. So I'm just sitting there like, I'm just going to get ready to take it. So 10.30 comes, 10.40, he just keeps going, 10.40, 10.45, 10.50, 10.55. 10 10.57, one hour and three minutes before tea time in Gulf Shores, Alabama, which we are in Tuscaloosa, for those that are listening and don't understand geography, that's a long way away. Yes. He goes, he literally goes like this. He has his reading glasses on. He takes his reading glasses off real nice and calm. He goes, all right, boys. He goes, I told him we wouldn't be late. Let's go. And when he said that, the room scattered like cockroaches, the lights on. I mean, grown-ass men running down the hall, and he never broke stride. He is as calm as day, just got up, went to his office, put his stuff down, and just starts walking down the hall. And it was like a scene from, have you seen the movie uh, World War Z, where the zombies are running by the guy, and he's I've, just kind of sitting there? I've not. Like, people were running by him through the halls, and he's just walking calmly. And I grab my, and Kirby's laughing. He thinks it's funny. Kirby's going, I told you, I told you. And grown men are running down the halls with their luggage. And he, um, we get out the, to the parking lot. There were two vans, two passenger vans. And a guy goes, offense over here, defense over here. Because it was only the 10 coaches, on the field coaches at the time. And it was me and Joe Panunzio. So it was 12 of us. Gotcha. Everybody else was already down there. Dude, they had a police escort. And what usually takes 12 minutes, they had a police escort and got us through town to, and took us straight on the runway. There were two jets cranked up with an engine down, on, not, on the tar not on the taxiway, on the actual runway. They pulled us out. We threw the luggage. We threw the luggage. We got on. 23 minutes later, we landed in uh, Gulf Shores. Same two setup, passenger van deal. We pull up, and when we pull up to the golf course, it is – uh, 11.50, and they had taken our clubs and stuff down before, and there were – who you were playing – I didn't know the guy I was playing with. It might as well – say it was Neil McCready. They had a line of golf carts, and I just looked for my name. I got in. My clubs were there. My shoes were down. I had a brand-new pair of socks and five dozen Pro V1s. And we took off – I think we took off on hole 14. So the guy takes off. Everybody was there waiting on us. I hit my first golf ball at 11.57. One hour, 60 minutes exactly from sitting in the staff room to hitting my first golf ball. Yeah, that's just unreal. That's a level of organization that 
And he was doing his press conference. He teed off on hole number one. He, he drove his cart right by the tee box, talked to the media, teed off, and we played golf for a day and a half. They shut down the whole resort. It was That's the most fun two days in Tuscaloosa that there is. That's crazy. We tried to play 100 holes in two days. All right. Uh, Kyle Wilson has a question that's going to lead us into yeah. a, a topic. Uh, he says, does Alabama have a baseball pr- problem or the entire athletic department? problem the question and thanks for the super chat kyle the question is due to the fact that alabama baseball coach brian bohannon was fired today uh 10 13 a.m this morning i wasn't aware until like 30 minutes ago uh it broke a silence uh in tuscaloosa regarding uh, this potential scandal that started on monday night a story that was first published by espn's david purdom on monday night that read Ohio gambling regulators on Monday instructed the state's licensed sports books to halt betting on college baseball games involving Alabama after suspicious wagering activity was detected on the Crimson Tides game against top-ranked LSU on Friday. The The directive issued by Ohio Casino Control Commission Executive Director Matthew T. Shuler and obtained by ESPN prohibits, quote, the acceptance of any wagers on University of Alabama baseball effective immediately, end quote. Said that the emergency order was in response to a report from an independent integrity monitor on Friday, U.S. Integrity, a Las Vegas-based firm that monitors the betting markets, issued an alert to its sportsbook clients regarding suspicious wagering activity involving the Alabama LSU baseball game. The Louisiana Gaming Control Board told NOLA.com that two specific bets, both made in Cincinnati, Ohio, triggered the suspicious activity alert. Quote, one was on a parlay which involved the LSU-Alabama game, and then there was another straight-up money line bet, end quote, said Ronnie Johns, chairman of the board. I was told it was a large bet that involved LSU-Alabama. Because there is no national gaming regulator, a halt on wagering typically happens on a state-by-state basis. But Sportsbook FanDuel has removed Alabama baseball games from its betting menu in all jurisdictions as a precautionary measure. Jessica Franks, Director of Communications for the Ohio Casino Control Commission, said the suspicious wagering activity took place at BetMGM Sportsbook that's located at Great America Ballpark in Cincinnati. It's the home of the Cincinnati Reds. Franks declined to provide additional details about the suspicious wagering, but said that the specificity of information the OCCC received from one of its certified independent integrity monitors was, quote, enough to prohibit all wagers on Alabama baseball. On Tuesday, an MGM spokesperson told ESPN in a statement, we work closely with our suspicious activity monitoring provider, U.S. Integrity, regulatory bodies, and law enforcement when necessary. We're actively working with the OCCC on this incident and won't be providing additional commentary at this time. Um, LSU led Alabama 8-1 after seven innings and held off a late rally by the Crimson Tide for an 8-6 victory on Friday in Baton Rouge. The Tigers went off as a minus 245 favorite over the Crimson Tide in the game in question. Alabama, by the way, plays Vanderbilt today. I wonder if there's going to be some suspicious activity tonight. Also today, <laughs> Greg Byrne, the Alabama AD, issued a uh, 
a statement. Looking for said statement now. Um, Byrne announced he has terminated the term. He has initiated the termination process for head baseball coach Brad Bohannon for quote, among other things, violating the standards, duties, and responsibilities expected of university employees. Bohannon has been relieved of all duties and Jason Jackson will serve as the interim head coach. There will be no further comment at this time. Uh, he did not say that he did it because of investigation. A, a, a source familiar with the investigation told the Associated Press, there's no reason to believe at this time that any student athletes are involved. The person spoke on the condition of anonymity. Um, That's a powerful sentence. It's a powerful sentence. It is a powerful sentence. I will tell you something. I was told by um, a source. Okay. I'm going to be careful here. I'm today years old. I'm learning this, by the way. Uh, Greg Byrne, I'm told, met with the team today and only told them that they are investigating and he can't say more. Okay. Um, um, wow. I had... We were talking about it like two seconds before we walked in here because I didn't know. I told you my one of my buddies I was on the phone with on the way over here was so, so about let me, let me, Are you finished? Go one ahead. more thing. Yeah, some people are I'm kind of wondering. Alabama sophomore pitcher Luke Holman was scheduled to start Friday's game. Right. But according to uh the game recap, reliever Hagen Banks was told an hour before first pitch that he would be starting in Holman's place. It was not public knowledge until just before the game began that uh Holman was not pitching. What I don't, obviously I saw this over the weekend or whatever on news and all that stuff on social media. I'm having a tough time understanding. I mean, maybe we will not, won't find the facts. Maybe we will. I don't understand like our LSU was favored heavily in that game. Correct. And it didn't matter if they threw freaking Greg Maddox, that kid for freaking, it wouldn't matter if they threw Greg Maddox. I shouldn't say that. But it wouldn't matter who they threw well, today. Today, might, yeah. yeah, today, yeah. If it was today years old, it might. But the kid, what's what's the kid LSU's name? Paul Skeens. Skeens, dude. They, they wouldn't win in that game. That guy's unhittable. I mean, I, that guy's. I mean, I don't know what a. I don't know how like shocker. I mean, I imagine all the money line, most of the money line money was on LSU before that. It had to be something significant or. You know, which is how they're dinging the um, all these NFL guys is these betting services are turning their stuff over to who this is going to be easy to find out because it's not like you you can't have a use like a fake person behind those accounts that money's got to go into somebody's bank account right. So here's the thing, Tyler. There's pragmatic logic that has to kick in, and again, Alabama's thirty and fifteen. They're nine and twelve in the SEC, which is solid. Okay, um, 13, 14 wins gets you to the NCAA tournament. They're they're close. The league stacked as it always mm -hmm. is. You know, you yeah. you don't have to be twenty and ten to get to the tournament, right? Um, their RPIs in the I think twenties. They play Vanderbilt tonight. Okay, so if this were something that they didn't know yet. He'd be coaching, excuse me, he'd be coaching tonight. The fact that he's not coaching tonight and that no players have been involved and that sources have told the AP and others that 
No players are even under suspicion. Yet, they can trace down two specific bets. Oh, they know who those bets are. They know who placed those bets. Yeah. Now, obviously, Bohannon himself wasn't in Cincinnati. He right, was right, in right. Baton Rouge. <clears throat> but something happened. I mean, you know, look, it's it's baseball, right? You 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 say, hey, no way they're beating Paul Skeens. It's baseball. Baseball's a weird game. You know that. Betting on an individual baseball game, like major league baseball teams, the, the Atlanta Braves might be, I think they're the best team in baseball right now. They're going to lose at least 55 times this year. Oh, yeah. So you're going to lose baseball games. You're going to lose bad pitching matchups. Yeah. And who knows, right? I mean, Skeens, Skeens, Skeens is a human. He gets hit. He's not perfect. He's he's lost a SEC game already this year. Um, Something happened for that wager. The wager must have been incredibly big. Had, I mean, dude, because you got to think, like, people and, bet big money on – I mean, like, if you look on social media, like Dave Portnoy, you know, at Barstool – He'll put his gambling slips out there. Those guys put ten, twenty, thirty, hundred thousand dollars on game—not baseball games, but they put a thousand or two thousand dollars on little games like that all the time. And you know, for someone who happened to be at the Reds' ballpark at the MGM to make that bet, when that bet was made, and then to include it in a parlay, they must have knowledge that somebody tipped somebody off on inside information yeah the, the only problem i'm ha the only i the part that i not that i mean anything to me can be true the only the part i'm having a hard time understanding is is if alabama was the favorite and you said hey i'm not pitching my guy tonight like the roles were reversed it was lsu's coach saying uh skeens wasn't pitching all right then that's okay hey then people start going putting a large amount of money on the alabama money line but I didn't have any information. I didn't bet the game. But if you told me, hey, bet on this game, I would have taken the LSU money line anyway. Well, sure. So it makes you wonder, like, what made it trigger? But the LSU money line is minus 245. So so if you're, significant. You're, not, you're not putting a ton of money on a game like that because you're not going to win. Right. So if you end up putting a ton of money on LSU at minus 245 because you know that, among other things, Alabama's not going with its starting pitcher, well, that's what I'm saying is something – they had to know something in advance to, like, be of looking course. for that guy or of something because – Because most betters – I would say I bet you 95% of the money came in on LSU on that money line. Frankly, on lines like that, they make the line so high that so that people won't bet they those games. They either bet LSU or they don't bet anyone. Or they, or they, or they bet Alabama. $5 because, money line. Yeah, because, hey, I'll put 10 bucks on Alabama here because if they win, it's a minus – it's a plus 400 or whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, it. I just don't. There's so much. Um, let me go back. I do want to say this. Uh, being on several different understanding how things work in athletic departments. Hey, does the entire athletic department have a problem? I don't know. There's. I definitely can't say a lot. Of the, some of the things I know. There are so many things that happen inside athletic departments that never see the light of day. Yeah, and and look, the Nick every the, the Nate Oates thing, the 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 Brandon Miller thing, all that. I, I think to relate that to this is is absurd and and not that kyle's doing it but anybody's do. i i don't i would love to pile on alabama as much as the next guy because it's they've been on top but i don't think they have an athletics department pro problem i just think they've had some stuff come down that's happened stuff that has seen a lot of day but just as big. but i mean i mean the fact that one of the people there was involved in a allegedly in a domestic violence deal is not 
I, I can't I can't go, hey, that's on you, Greg. No, right. it's not. It's on the dude that beat up his wife, allegedly. Right. You just there's so many things that happen that would be bad if they got out. I mean, shit, you're a reporter. You've done this for a long time. How many rumors have you gotten a hold of in your career that you couldn't reprint or report because of whatever reason you couldn't substantiate it? Oh, God. Thousands. Uh, not thousands, but not probably hundreds. Hundreds, sure. I mean, there's things that every athletic department that never see the light of day that if they became public, you'd be like, oh, he, oh. I mean, if I just wanted to burn my business down, I could go, I could bring up all kinds of good stuff. Um, but a lot of things never see the light of day. So it's hard to say things are athletic department as opposed to like, because you may see a couple things come out. You may not know what's not being reported. So maybe there are other issues. Maybe it's every issue. Um, and then the other thing is if you call it an athletic department problem, it's very cyclical, right? So it may be a problem for two years and then it may be great for three years. It may be a problem and great. So it depends on who's in charge and all that stuff. But I respect Greg Byrne. I think he's one of the best ADs in the country. Um, I don't think it's coming from leadership or athletic department, in my opinion, which will buy you a cup of coffee the next time you drive through. I was looking for more if any kind of inside people had knew something and so far there's nothing i have a feeling there's got to be more of that story coming out like i I feel like i'm missing massive amounts of information on that one i just the whole the way the odds were if it was the other way around i wouldn't have a problem understanding coming to a conclusion i just have a difficult time obviously he got fired for a reason but it doesn't make sense to me still something's up that i don't that we don't know about but i was telling you before we started is like that's such Let's say like everybody's like, well, he he tipped off somebody. That's just not a coach move. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know of anybody that would go, hey, you know, Neil, Neil, you're living in Cincinnati, and I go, hey, Neil, just to give you a heads up, I'm not playing my best player tonight. You need to bet on the other team. Like, I, that's not something. Now you could bet on us. But, but now you never, and I had this conversation. Yeah, I'll never go there. I never go. You know, coaches don't do that. I don't. I don't ever do that because here's why. I don't know. The one thing I do know. Because I can drive up and down any street in America, okay? And you can point at a house, any house. Yep. And I can go something, something either has, is, or will happen in that house that nobody, that that nobody, that the people inside that house would not want anyone to know. I mean, that's fair. Okay. In every house. That's fair. I just... in, in any house, I could not, and look, there might be exceptions. Ward and June Cleaver might be your next door neighbor. But there's something going on everywhere, and you never know who is – you never know if somebody is uh, battling some sort of a demon, if somebody's got some sort of an addiction, if somebody is looking for a quick buck. I don't know what happened. Yeah. I, I do know this. They fired him today. Yeah. The fact that they fired him today tells me that they be, they believe strongly – that he was involved in what led to that bet. I mean, and that that bet, if and if he did, if he did, if he told, if he picked up the phone and called a friend or texted a friend or something and said, hey, you need to, or did it for him, it's a fireable offense. Oh, yeah. You can't bet on, you 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 can't bet on, on if, if you're in <clears throat> coaching, you, you and I talked about this the other day. Oh, yeah, you're done. If you're in coaching, you can't bet on sports. No, 100%. No, you yeah. just don't need to. You know, like, look, like, you, if you're in coaching, if you're a, if you're a college football coach and you, you want to put 100 bucks on uh, make it rain the horse to win at the Kentucky Derby, yeah, go for it. 
You want to you want to have a a, a you want to put fifteen bucks on Phil Mickelson to win the Masters with the buddy. You can't. Pro- you cannot do that. You, you can't. But you understand my point. Yeah. If you got caught doing that, they'd probably be like, "Hey, remember, coach, you can't do that yeah. stuff, right?" But you get caught betting something involving your team, you're done. Yeah, maybe. you're done. A hundred, a hundred percent. What I don't, I was gonna ask you this from a podcast standpoint. This is the only other thing that I, where I'm a little bit, I would like to know more information. So he's got the lawsuit that him and the uh, pitching coach, I think a trainer or somebody, not yeah. the pitching coach, but they're being sued of mistreatment of a. Uh, players a failure to retreat to to treat a player's a pitcher's recovery is it that and then this and a culmination of things in a short period of time maybe or is it i think you think this no no, i think it's this because if it were some culmination thing that's where you wait till the end of the year because your kids have a chance no they're you're where you're the most the most point thing of this whole deal is it happened today and they're playing tonight something triggered it yeah, and and someone goes, if it were Nate or Oates or, or Nick Saban, no, if, if if they found out that Nick Saban had tipped off, yeah, this is not something. No, 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 he Nick couldn't Sa- survive. Nick this. Saban couldn't survive this. That he had, he knew that he had some injuries that nobody else knew about. And 15 minutes before kickoff, he texted somebody. And nobody said, would survive that. He he would not make it. That's integrity of the game. If done. anything, it would be an even bigger scandal because yeah. of the name, the yeah. fact that this is college baseball and nobody really cares outside of this little small area of the country. Me, me and you. I mean. <laughs> And Chase, Chase cares. Chase cares a lot. Uh, I mean, he cares more than us. Yeah, no question. I mean, the truth is, it's a fringe sport. Yeah. If this happened, and if this happened with an NCAA basketball team, it would be massive right. news. And if it happened with an NCAA football team of Alabama's magnitude, my God. Yeah. No, you're. I mean, you're right on he, that. He, he absolutely would not survive it. He would. He would have, frankly, wouldn't have made it to Tuesday. Yeah. No, you're 100 right on that one. All right. Uh, let me talk about this and then let you pay some bills before I go ragey here in a minute. Um, I may go ragey here. So, all right. So I, I was just minding my own business, having a great day yesterday. All right. Very busy slam pack day yesterday at, at quick you and, uh, get a call about midday from one of my clients in a freaking panic. I'm talking about just, they were ragey. Like I had to talk them off the ledge and yesterday, um, said client, who runs a, a power five recruiting department, they on their desk pops the NCAA and what the new rules that they're, they're going to repeal the COVID rules. Okay. So that's what they're trying to do is repeal the COVID rules. And they're in some things that are going to pass and all that stuff. So the first thing we'll talk about that they were not ragey about was how we talked about literally we talked about this two weeks ago. Shocker. Like when you have people that know what they're doing, um, they know stuff is about to happen. The visits have increased, are going to increase from 50, allowed per school, from 56 to 70. Okay, so they're going to get 14 more official visits a year. And that's in response. Remember a couple of weeks ago, now all the players, they have unlimited visits. They don't have five anymore. They can go as many as they want to. So the guy said, congratulations. I get They can take as many as they want, and we can only have 70. So it will help them a little bit, but it's still not enough. Uh this guy doesn't think, and I, I tend to agree with him. But here's why they went ragey, and I I went a little ragey with him. Part of this little, as they slip it in there, part of it is they want to go back to the 25 NLIs, 25 initials per year. They literally just dropped this rule a year ago, 
Not even a year ago. Yep. Like effective than, for this year. Yeah. Effective for this year going to where you just can have 85. The 25s right. don't count anymore, which we've covered in nauseam. And in on May the 3rd, you say, hey, look, in the 24 class now, we're going to go back to 20 to 25. They're already know what so they're, they're talking about going back to 25 right now, for the class that, of 24 that they're working on right now. Correct. This year's coming up seniors. Will that include portals? Yes. Because here's what they're talking about doing. Is they're going back to the original way. They want to go back to the original way, which is 25 initials. And then the portal kids, basically, like this is why it was killing high school kids, which is the 85 actually alleviated a little bit of it, which we'll talk about in a minute. When a kid was signed out of the portal, he was basically taking up two initials. He was taking up an initial when he signed out of high school, and he was taking up another initial when he transferred into the new school. So the same player was taking up two initials over his time, right? So every time a kid signed out of the portal, it was technically taking a spot away from a high school kid. Well, they fixed that with 85. Now they want to go back to this. And this is not a rule that you go, if this is what you want to do, if you say, hey, by God, this is what we're doing, you don't do that on May the freaking 3rd. Like, you're the NCAA. Know the freaking recruiting calendar. People already know who they're signing in the 24 class. They've already made plans. They're taking portal guys based on, hey, look, you look ahead. I've told you this before. I was a three-year-ahead guy. I knew who we were losing. Hey, this is going to be a three-year pro guy. He's probably going to transfer out. He's not good enough. And you start having to like, okay, I got a backer that's going to be leaving in two years. All right, back then we didn't have the portal, right? So I said, hey, I need to go sign a high school kid this year so he'll be ready to play when this guy leaves, right? You have to do things in advance. So if you want to change that, you say, hey, let's do this for the year of 2025. So it gives the schools a chance to freaking plan. And so I would be damn near shocked, and this is the NCAA way. This is the new NCAA way. It has been such an uproar that I know the SEC has already responded. Um, I've talked to a Big Ten head coach that has already responded to it. They're like, no, 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 no. There's been so much blowback that the SEC is telling their people, just keep going on as normal. We're not going to let this pass. Like, but why would you even bring it up? Like, they, they basically say, here's a rule. Let's see how much everybody bitches. Hey, if they don't bitch, we'll put it into place. If they bitch then we'll modify it or change it. It's like, I don't get it, man. Like, how can you be in, in, a, in a role of authority in making rules if you have, if you just make shit up? I'll interrupt you real quick to tell you this, that the, according to The Athletic, David Ubin and Andy Staples, um, Alabama fired Brad Bohannon after he was found to be connected with betting activity in Ohio. Yeah, that's no bueno. Which is what I figured. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I knew you figured it. I just, I like to... Yeah. Um, but you see what I'm saying? Sure. It, look, here's the deal. Here's the deal. They 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 have made a mistake. Uh, they know it. They don't know how to acknowledge it. And so they're going to try to legislate their way out of the mistake. And the mistake was allowing the portal to become what the portal has become. We'll talk about and yeah. we're going to get into the portal in a little bit. But they've allowed the portal through this legislation to become something that it wasn't ever meant to be. Okay, in much the same way that they have allowed NIL to become pay for play. Yep. They have allowed it to become a salary. Should they have known that was going to happen? Certainly. Did they? I don't know. Did they do anything about it? They did not. And so here we are. And and so what you have with this is you have coaches, I'll be careful who I reference here. One 
One told me the other day that if you are a program that are that it, that is dependent on the portal, and he said, and most of us are becoming that way. It's just chaos, and so chaos is never a good. You don't want your house right to be always chaotic. Is your house occasionally going to be chaotic? Sure, the dog pooped all over every the- day at the Siski household from five to eight thirty. And so when chaos ends, you go, right? Yeah, mom was ready to go to bed. When you feel chaos coming, you're like, oh, God. Well, if you live in a constant state of chaos, it breaks. And so that's where they are. And and my guess here is that this is the NCAA trying to go, hey, you know what? If we put the 25 back in, that's going to control this some. And it will. And it will. But the problem is, is that you can't keep changing the rules with no time to plan, dude. It like, just it just doesn't work. This doesn't it doesn't work. It, it it We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. They, I don't know. I don't. This is what it's like, y'all kidding aside. It's like, hey, Neil, guess what? We're going to Boise, Okay. We're going, hey, we're leaving in the morning. Our flight leaves at 6 o'clock. We're going to Boise for the famous Idaho potato game. We're going to watch our Eastern Michigan uh, Eagles go get go get it. Mm-hmm. Hey, make sure you pack for, hey, hey Neil, you can't wear you can't wear a jacket or you know anything at the game. But, look, it's going to be cold as hell. You need to pack. And then as we get to the gate, all right, we're at the gate to get on the plane. We've already gone through security. I say, surprise, we're going to Mexico City, and it's 97 degrees. And you go, wait a minute. I didn't plan for that. I've already got my hot stuff packed. I don't have my – Right. Uh, what of are we course. Doing? Of That's course. That's literally how this is like. And of it's, course. it's happened over and over again. And I just don't – it blows my mind why they continue to do this. And, again, if you go, hey, look, hey, I tell you two weeks in advance that, hey, Neil, I was joking, we're really going to Mexico City, you'd say, cool, and you'd be prepared and ready to go. But that's that's what it is. Hey, Grind says something here. He says, but didn't they come up with a no 25 to respond to COVID causing a backlog of players? They came up with a no 25, uh, no uh, 25 because schools could not stay at 85. They were losing, they were losing more 
So let's say they were mo- losing more than 25 players, and they could only field them with 25. Right. So T- that, Ten guys graduated, problem. three guys went pro early, and 17 guys got in the portal, yeah. and you only had 25 initials, you couldn't even get to 85. Correct. So that's why the, that rule came into place, which right. I'm I'm actually, we'll talk about later, but I'm, I'm for that. I'm okay with that. Um, but here, let me tell you who would who this would. You talking about shutting shit down? Let me tell you who's going to be leading the charge of not letting this rule pass. And we talked about him the other day is Dion. Yeah. All right. So he's going through this big roster change, right? By the way, uh, I did find this out. You'll like this. Colorado has had forty four official visitors in the last four days. Forty four official visits. I would like to have a moment of silence for the on campus. <laughs> On campus crew and recruiting department at uh, Colorado, they're probably ready to jump. They're ready to quit, but just hang in there. It's almost over. Um, but let's say like Dion, Dion. Any way you shake it, no matter what he decides to do in the portal and, and fill his roster, he's probably going to have, I'd guess, between thirty-five and forty-five kids to replace again next year because of the one and dones and stuff he's bringing in, which is cool. But if he's got thirty or thirty, if he's got more than twenty-five spots, which he's going to have. He can't even get there, all right? So he would get to, like, 75, 70 scholarships for the next year. He couldn't even get to 85. And so they'll be leading the charge with uh, doing away with the 25. Um, but I'll tell you this, and this was a really good point that the school I talked to, he said that if they put this rule back in, the 25s, okay, the rich are going to get a lot richer because this is what will happen. And it was a, it's true. It's what would happen. So let's take schools uh, – like, hell, Ole Miss would do it. Schools that have uh, good collectives, that have money. So, hey, you, I can only get 25. All right, I'm signing my 25. And then I go, hey, Neil McCready's available in the portal, but I'm out of scholarships. Hey, Neil, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you – they're going to take every in-state kid they have. I'm going to give you an extra $50,000 a year in collective money so you can pay, you'll be a, technically be a walk-on. So they would not count towards the eighty-five. So you'd have right really good players considered walk-ons because they can pay for their way through the collective. They can pay for their own school. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that works with some one-year dudes. I don't. I don't think. I don't think you'd be able to sell that to too many high school kids. They're doing it with in-state kids all over the country because they only have to pay in-state tuition. They're doing it everywhere. I mean, I got a lot of. I, I believe. You. I got a lot of. Uh, clients that do that with um let's say you're at a big a big uh i'm just using an example this is not a team that said this okay let's say it's lsu okay okay it's not but let's say it's lsu they got they got some nil money well they can go get the kid from hammond that was going to go to ull hey you can come here and play here but you're technically going to be a walk-on but i'm going to pay for your school through the collective it's completely legal and they can do that they're doing it with in-state kids um, you know, and if they're in a state that has a lottery too, they're doing it with in-state kids that qualify for the lottery scholarship and they hardly have to pay anything. Hold on a second. Hey, could I get the number for uh, MGM <laughs> at uh, Great America Ballpark? I need to bet on LSU football real quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you get what I'm saying. It's not LSU. Um, but know, that's, kidding. that's what's uh, happening there. All right. You got, you got a, but they're just kicking the can down the road on these rules and then instead of fixing it now, that's what bothers me to death is let's just fix the rules. Well, to fix it, kicking. you have to admit that what they're doing doesn't work. And they won't do that. And they, well, they don't want to do that. And I understand why they don't want to do that. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not team NCAA here, but I'm almost team NCAA here. 
Which part? Well, the part where you, people say this is broken, and they go, "Well, yeah, it's broken. It's broken. It's broken because we all we all just overreacted at the same time to the pandemic and all of that stuff, and it became." I mean, I'm trying not to get going here. The summer of 2020, <laughs> the summer of 2020 changed a lot of stuff. It did. Okay. And so you, you've, you've got all these new, the NCAA doesn't want to get sued. The media kills them. And when they come out with, with, if they were to come out today and go, Hey, this doesn't work. We're going, we're going to figure out a way to get the toothpaste back in the tube. The out the backlash against the NCAA from the general public would be over the top. Your your proposal, which ninety nine percent of coaches would agree with, is go back to the old transfer rules unless you graduate. Yep, they'd get killed. The public outcry from oh. the would, against that would be deafening. Yeah, and how many schools would publicly support the NCAA at that point? Even though privately they're like, yeah, keep going, keep going, you got it. They wouldn't do it because that, that would work against them in recruiting. So all these people want the NCAA to fix the mess, but hey, take all the heat. <laughs> Sounds familiar. Take all of the heat. Sounds familiar. Of course. Yeah. And so the NCAA's answer at this point is, no, nah, no, nah, we're, we're good. Yeah. And so it's wild, wild west. Wild, wild west. And so awesome. you try to figure out a way to fix it, because, look, you're going to talk about this in a minute with the kids. I mean, high school kids, there are so many high school kids right now. And maybe this, maybe this fixes itself over the course of time. But today, in this class, in the last class, in this class, in the next class, that would have had opportunities who won't have opportunities. That is correct. I mean, a lot of high school kids. It's just filtering down. I mean, I know one personally who I think in a 10 years ago – you know, you I know, know who I'm talking you're talking about. about, and you're 100% right. Ten years ago, would have ended up getting an opportunity at a Sunbelt slash CUSA type program. Uh, upper echelon group of five school. And I don't know that he'll get that opportunity now. You're 100% correct. He might, but he probably won't. Why? Well, because he's th those schools, he's the kid that probably would have gotten one of the last five or six spots. He's He's... Got a lot going for him. Got a couple things working against him. And so he would have gotten an opportunity at one of those places. But now those places are tempted to use those last six, seven spots on portal guys. Yeah, well, it's the Snoop Connor, right? We don't take Snoop Connor here if this is the portal. We don't take Evan Ingram. We don't take Mike Hilton. I mean, I can just go down the freaking list. There's so many kids that we took that ended up being great players. And a lot of times what people don't realize is a lot of times your, your guys that you think are Johnny Three Stars end up being the better players. Shocker. Um, and all these high profiles guys are are gone out of, out of the portal, um, but you you don't have you don't have those guys. They're not they're not there anymore. But um, hey, I, I want to say this because I do know we have a lot of people here. I got this call yesterday morning, and you know how I was talking to you about the uh, baseball stuff with my son Brock. I was getting all these emails. Right, I had a really good friend of mine, one of my best friends in high school. His son is a. Uh, same age as Brock, so he is a current freshman going to be a sophomore um, at a private school. A, I say a private; it is a private school, but a big private school in Birmingham. All right, and um, he was like, "Hey," and this is my buddy now. And this guy played. I mean, we talk. He's like, "Hey, I'm getting all these emails 
about camps and stuff. What do I need to do? And so I was like, I, I was confused. I'm like, well, send me what you got. And so he forwards me these emails. Dude, these are computer-generated AI emails. And, and I will make sure I give them credit. So the emails is coming to from juniordayfootball.com. So I'll make sure I give everybody credit. So okay. I look it up. Junior Day Football is a, I guess, a business, I guess, or a camp. They go around. all. They've been doing it since March. So from March to basically all through the summer, they have these camps all over the country. And they're like, hey, we got college coaches there. Come do a combine. And so I look at it, and I'm like, I open it up, and I look at the one. His one was going to be in Birmingham. I think it was going to be at Birmingham Southern. And it was like uh, D3 schools were going to be there or whatever. And the cost of the camp was 200 bucks for a session. And then if you want to go like two sessions, maybe 300 bucks or whatever, um, whatever it is. Uh, Grind, I see your comments. You're not far off, bud. You actually hit, hit one of them. Um, I'm not going to say which one. But if you are a parent and you get this, this is really easy. And we talked a little bit about camps last week. Look at the price of the camp and then look at what college. If it says their coach is going to be there, Look, because they'll post it and they'll tell you who's going to be there. Look who's going to be there. For example, this particular one had a bunch of D3 schools um, that were going to be there, and the cost was 200 bucks for a session. All right, our good friend John Sumrall, they're going to have two different mega camps right down the road, and now the schools are going to be there. Alabama, Georgia Tech, South Carolina, you know, all these bigger schools, and the cost is uh, $60 a session. Because they're not, they don't need the money. They're, they're actually there to evaluate you and work. If you, and if you're a young kid, what I told him is like, look, your son is in ninth grade going in 10th grade. D3 schools don't know who they're, they're – bar- they're just now recruiting seniors. Like, they're, they're recruiting late. Yeah, they're waiting for everything else to work its way out. They're not if – you're, if you're really good and you show up at that camp, they're going to be like, yeah, we can't recruit him anyway. They're not going to pay you a lot of attention. Or they're going to be – they're worried about the older kids. Now, if your kid's a senior or whatever, sure, go knock yourself out. He doesn't have a lot of recruiting stuff going on, knock yourself out. But here's the thing. He said, hey, look, if we go to this camp, we qualify for to go to this other camp. So he sends me this link, $1,200 a session in the, at AT&T Stadium. 1200 bucks for a football camp. And guess what? People are signing up for it. Just a money grab. 1200 bucks. Just a money grab. That's all it is. 1200 bucks though, cuz, for a football camp. Come on, man. It, it just it bothers me, man. But uh, just make sure you're checking the price of the camp. And who the who the schools are there? All right, you better pay some bills on this one before I get going cut loose on the next one. All right, Walk On Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth watering, made from scratch Louisiana cuisine. Po' boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads, all in front of seventy plus TVs, forty plus ice cold beers on tap. Uh, let them uh, take care of your tailgating needs this season coming up. Inquire about their family and friends bundles, their tailgate platters. You can also order online at walkons.com or on their very convenient Walk-Ons app. And if you're in Oxford or the Jackson, Mississippi area, please stop by the Walk-Ons in Oxford or Ridgeland and uh, tell the people there that you appreciate them sponsoring this particular show. We'd appreciate that. This show called McCready and Siski. Tell them about this show. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. We're also brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. You, uh, If you live in the Memphis area, the North Mississippi area, you probably are uh, aware that summertime here is going to get really, really hot. You want your AC working. Uh, now's the time to get that checked because it's May. 
which means June's next. That's usually the way it works. June, July, August, right around the corner. So if you are in uh, Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, that area, get in touch with the people at Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Olive Branch, Memphis, Horn Lake, those areas, get in touch with our friends at Southern, 662-429-4429. Different names, but the same great products, the same great services, and the same great people. All right, you ready? <clears throat> I have to. So this is the part that I'm going to go ahead and apologize. So, Mom, this will be a good time for you to um, tune out, you know, turn it off. Probably be a good time, don't you think, Neil? Yes. Yeah, be a good time. All right, so, Neil, yesterday I talked to you a little bit about before we started because I know you're up to date on your TikTok knowledge. So yesterday – I our spend good, no time on TikTok, which is a good thing. It's a good thing. I actually enjoy it. So um, – Yesterday, our guy, our good friend Cole, we get a ton of engagement on TikTok for whatever reason, the algorithms. Cole's got his algorithms figured out on TikTok. Yesterday on TikTok, uh, Cole puts up the video, which he'll put it to, you know, he'll clip videos or whatever for the podcast and put them on there. And, uh, you know, you always get comments and things like that. I really, I mean, TikTok's toxic, first of all, but I don't really even worry about it or even look at it. And, and you know, some guys has 15 followers, complains or bitches about something i whatever i don't pay attention but then i get this notification of a stitch being done about our video and so for the elderly group that listens to our show my dad included my dad hasn't turned it off yet because my dad likes it shit um the a stitch is when they take your video they show a snippet of it and then they comment on the video afterward and so this guy there's a guy named rico knows he's got a youtube channel too for anybody who looks at look at it rico knows um, in his bio, I didn't say this. He puts it in his bio. He is a quote unquote portal expert. Okay. He did not like our discussion about the portal the other day. Okay. All right. Uh, to the point where he's basically, I don't know these guys. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. Yada, yada, yada. I'll quote him here in a minute, but he didn't like it. And, but here's the problem is our good friend Rico knows, which I'm sure is a great guy. And he had to make some content. The problem is, is. Rico has 52, oh, just a little bit over 52,000 followers on TikTok. He's got his niche where he has, you know, got a, gained a bunch of followers on TikTok. So he's got this following. He's got a voice on a social media platform. All right. And so I came to this, I came to like a really crossroads yesterday. It's the first time I've really done it um, since I've been out. And I went back to every coach. There's a saying in coaching. It, it's you're either coaching it. Or you're allowing it to happen. You're either coaching somebody to do something, which means you're telling them that you're that uh, to do it, or you're allowing it to happen. So I chose not to allow it to happen, and uh, went after him. So let's let's talk a little about Rico. Basically, um, has a self-proclaimed himself a portal expert, and so for you, fifty-two thousand people that are following this portal expert um, on his videos, and you can look it up on YouTube. He is actually his one of his first videos is him being promoted to uh, master sergeant in the army. All right, and I'm a big troops guy, so love the troops. Love, thank you very much, Rico, for your service because uh, that, that I do care about that. But he has spent exactly zero hours of his life working in football, and his background is that he has built a database. He keeps up with all the FBS portal guys. And he's sitting here and thinks he knows all the rules and how everything works and all that stuff and trying to, like, say, these guys don't know what they're talking about. 
I have lost my shit. All right, this guy says, first thing he says, he goes, that when we were talking about the 1,700 spots, his logic is there's 1,700 spots, and people in the portal, that means there's 1,700 spots that the musical chairs thing doesn't exist. Well, let me explain something to you, Rico, because I know you're tuning in because you love this shit, all right? So let me explain to you how this works. Like when people actually run fucking rosters, let me explain how this shit works, okay? So there's this thing called oversigning, Neil. All right, and let me tell you what happens because I actually run a fucking business where I have 40 teams that I work with and building a roster. So let me explain this how it works. They oversign. All right, so I go and I'm going to sign 25 kids knowing that I only got 15 dudes leaving. Whatever the number you, you got. Everywhere I've ever been, you oversign. Because if you don't oversign, come August 1st, you look up, you got like 80 dudes on scholarship and you put five walk-ons on scholarship to get to your 85. You see all those little movies we see every every hey every August is your favorite part. Every school does the award the scholarship. Everybody's got to come up with a new thing, right? Yep. All right. That's what that's for because they over they did not oversign, but most schools oversign. All right. So when you oversign, you have to cut somebody. Thus, you're taking away their spots. And let's don't let facts get in the way, Neil. Since the portal has started, sixty seven percent of the kids don't find homes. And of scholarship players every year, about 50% of them don't find homes. Those numbers are out there. I didn't make them up. They're out there. But portal expert can't fucking type into the computer, Google it, and look at the stats published by the NC2A. Can't look it up. They exist. Keeping in mind that the NCAA would like to kind of paint those numbers, we've talked about this, in a as positive a light as possible. Yeah, it just, I I don't, it blows my mind, okay? But here's the thing. This guy has worked zero hours. You know there's an expert rule, right? You always say, do you know the expert rule, how many hours you need to become an expert in something? It's like 10,000. 10,000 hours. Yes. Okay, so here's what I'm going to, I'm going to hit you. So all you 52,000 people that listen to this guy, and Cole, make sure you clip this. I want his ass tagged on this, okay? So make sure you clip this. For all you people that are listening to this guy, he has worked zero hours. Not the first minute inside of a football department. Not one. And I went back and did a conservative estimate and said that um, I went back and looked. So let's say I just I averaged 60 hours a week for the year, which me and you both know is probably very conservative. Right? Don't you think that's conservative? 60 hours a week? Very. Very conservative. And I'm talking about all season. I get to over 60. But let's just call it 60 for the lowest end. Okay. I've got 78,000 hours into this shit. 78,000 hours into this. And again, that's very conservative. 78,000 hours into this. And we're going to listen. This guy has zero because he went on his computer and he went on his little websites and his 247 and his rivals and his own three. And he knows who's in the portal. Well, congratulations. <laughs> and I just can't. It bothers me. And that and we wonder why people are misinformed about recruiting. We wonder why. Because he probably, and I will, get, I will say this, it's not his fault. He doesn't know. He, he doesn't know what he doesn't know. He probably thinks he's telling the truth. Well, but it is his fault. It is your fault, Rico, when you tell people that you do know when you don't know. If you tell people, hey, I don't know, but I kind of think this, okay, cool. But when you come across as an authority and you're not, you're messing with people. Because here's the deal, and you know this. There's a lot of kids, a lot of kids who mean well, who have people around them who mean well, who are misinformed. 
and they are giving what is basically terrible advice. And there are people that are out there that are looking to get informed because they're actually trying to educate themselves, but they're going to the wrong places. And you see that number of followers and you're like, hey, maybe this guy knows what he's talking about. And you listen. And some people are making bad decisions based off that type of information. And so a lot of the decisions that are getting made are really bad decisions. Like when the wide receiver from Pitt gets in the portal and has 40 offers within six seconds, he's going to be fine. <laughs> okay? And Rich. He's going to be good. Bear, Bear Alexander did good for himself, by the way. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of examples of where the portal works for kids. There's lots of examples that don't get publicized where the portal didn't work for kids. Hey, hey, Rico, tag this shit too, Cole. Hey, Rico, let me ask you a question. How many phone? Do you know how many phone calls that I've gotten and I've had to... I've had to sit on a phone with a kid. I don't, I'm not going to say his name. It breaks my heart. I got a kid that I recruited at South Alabama. Okay. I got very close with him and his family. And it, when, it came, when it came time to signing day, all right, so this would have been, it was my last class at South, whatever year that was, 18, 17, 16, I don't remember. 17. When? Or 18, one of the other. One of the other. All right. I came really close with this kid and his family. He's an Alabama kid. And it came like two weeks before signing day. This kid goes, uh, Coach. You know, he got a, he got a, a Power Five offer, a big one in a big in a good league in the SEC. I don't mind telling. I'll tell that league. And um, he is uh, sixteen hours away from graduating. And somebody got in his ear about going in the portal, this and that and this. And guess what? He didn't get picked up. Well, he can't afford. And the place that he was going was outside the state of Alabama. He can't afford to go to college. He's sitting there going, Coach, what do I do? How do I pay for my – do I go to school? I mean, he's 16 hours short of a degree. He's not going to play in the NFL. 16 hours short of a degree. But Rico probably has never been on the phone with that kid when the kid's crying to you on the phone. A grown-ass man, a 22-year-old kid crying on the phone to you, okay, because he can't afford college because of the fucking portal. He doesn't have those conversations. He's on his damn computer running his database and thinks he knows everything. He doesn't have those conversations. The NCAA doesn't know this. Because they're not having those conversations. But you go get on the phone with a kid that you had a good relationship with five years down the road, and he's 16 hours short of graduation. He's not going to the NFL. He, get, he goes in the portal because somebody said, hey, you can go here. Well, he gets tampered with, and they don't take him, and now he's stuck. They won't take him back. Go have that conversation with a kid and holler back at me. Because that's, that's heartbreaking. It is. It's sad. And so now the only thing he could do was go take out student loans and get out-of-state tuition to finish his degree, and he's going to start his fucking life $27,000 in debt. Have that conversation. Have that conversation, then come back and talk to me. That's what pisses me off, because everybody that thinks they're experts don't know shit, and it pisses me off. So what's this guy telling people? What's he telling people? Every, to, all right, so to, what's he telling them to do? His responses, okay? Yes, Let me yes. go this. The first thing he says is, oh, the portal's not hurting high school recruiting. It's not hurting high school recruiting. So here we go, Neil. In 2018, okay, so for all you gurus out there, the portal started all, uh, October of 2018, but it wasn't immediate eligibility. It was just the portal. Okay. There's two differences, right? There were 3,398 kids, so two short of 3,400 high school kids that signed scholarships that year. All right? I do a study because I actually have a business that I keep up with this, just so y'all know. All right, Rico and your fans, you're 52,000 people. I have a business. I have to keep up with this. All right, 
3,300. Quick you. Yeah, quick you. Look it up. All right. 3,398 kids signed in 2018. All right. In 2019, still no immediate eligibility, 3,444 high school kids signed. Okay. 2020, your favorite year. Mm-hmm. 3,293 people signed. Okay. And then we come to 2021. Guess what happened in 2021, Neil? Uh, I'm going to guess that fewer kids signed. What rule came into place? The uh, immediate eligibility rule. Oh, shocker. 2,585 kids signed. So some eight to 900 high school kids did not sign who had signed before. Guess what happened in 2022, Neil? Um, I'm going to guess the number stayed about the same. How about this? It was actually a whopping 16 less, 2,569 kids signed in 2022. So now over the course of two years, it's it's about 1,800, well, 1,700 kids. All right. And then in 2023, which they have now, they've dropped away the 85, right? So this, right. like we talked about, shocker, because we actually know what we're talking about. We said on this show, it's on tape. You can go look it up, listen to it, whatever you'd like to do, Rico. The 85 was going to alleviate a little bit of it, but not going to fix it totally. You remember us saying that, talking I, about that? I do. Okay. Well, the number went up last year, to, or this, this class, to 2,900. So it went up 2,959. So almost it went up 400. So basically cut it in half. But still three to 500 fewer than had been the case before. Still about half, right? Roughly about half. It fixed about half. All right, so, and then here's the thing. In 2024, so far in this class, the most, this, and you've covered recruiting. How many years have you covered recruiting? I don't want to talk about it. A lot, right? At least 25. Did you know that right now as we sit in May, so the spring of these guys last year, the most that, with no 25 rule, you can sign as many as you want to, the most that any school has committed right now is 15. And most are in single digits. Mm, did okay. you know that there's 30 schools that don't even have a high school commitment right I now? I did not know that. But it's not affecting high school recruiting. And it is because they are depending on the portal. There's 30 schools that don't even have a high school kid committed right now. In May, and the signing day set, what, seven months from now? December? Yeah. Yeah, signing day's a little over seven months away. Seven and a half months away. But to say, but I just can't, I can't stand... What bothers me the most is, like, again, if it's some guy with 100 followers, you do whatever. Nobody's listening to you anyway. But if you got a platform and you claim to be a freaking portal expert, you're getting people misinformed about the portal, and they don't understand the rules, and you're sitting there going false information. And it's just it's, it's unbelievable um, the things that happen. And, and by the way, just so everybody knows, I didn't start this shit, but I will finish it. I don't, I don't, I didn't go after him. He came after me. I'm not going to sit there and let somebody, I'm not going to allow it to happen. So that, that's, that's complete bullshit. And it just pisses me off that somebody with that kind of platform would sit there and he's just trying to create content. Well, you met your match here, boss, because I'm not going to let you use me for your freaking content. All right. That's all I got to say about that, Neil. You got any, you got any sponsors? We got any sponsors left? <laughs> Bob's with us. Bob's fired up. It's Bob's fault. Because I got the, I got the red dragon today, so it's really Bob's fault that I went crazy today. I love Bob. And though. to be clear, your stance on transfers is not that guys shouldn't be able to transfer. Correct. Your stance on transfers, it's one that's shared by a lot of people in the coaching business, is that transfers, kids should be able to transfer for one of two reasons. One, they graduated, and they want to do 
like if, if the, the the portal could be a um, a bonus for those guys, an award, a reward. You graduated. That is your free agent card. Or you signed with the school, and that school's head coach leaves, and you have a window to bolt. Yes, and they they passed it. And I and I will say this: I don't like it. I think it's hard to do um, from a roster building standpoint. But they do have the rule, and I and I call it fair is fair. Grind as to, grind and I have talked about this before somewhere on here. If a coach leaves or whatever, they can now this rule they got, which is Dion's taking full advantage of. You can basically cut kids within a year or whatever, right? You can just get rid of whoever you want to. Um, it, it should work both ways. So I, I'm I'm okay with that. But at the end of the day, I'm a hundred percent for the portal. When the portal came into existence, the whole point of the portal was to keep coaches from not allowing you to transfer to certain places. That was the whole point of the portal. Where they fucked it up was immediate eligibility. Not the portal, immediate eligibility. If a kid wants to leave, nobody's stopping the kid from leaving. Go. Go. If you don't want to be here, go. And, I mean, I don't know if I wouldn't. I mean, just it's you just can't. If you want to get you, if you want to leave anytime you want to, graduate. Because once you graduate, you're playing with house money anyway, right? I mean, all these kids that are going into the portal as freshmen, sophomores, juniors without their degree, Neil, they're, they're not going to graduate. Uh, that's the report I want to see. I want to see, let's do a report five years from now. <laughs> let's see what, uh, let's see if the, you know, the next rule that they're going to have to change is APR. That's the next rule, the, the graduation rates. They're going to have to change that because these kids are transferring and bouncing around. They're not going to be able to graduate. One thing I love that's happening now in the portal is kids are getting in the portal, committing to a school, and then decommitting from the school that they committed to in the portal. Yeah. Prices change, boss. Yeah, and and a lot a lot of uh just gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see there's there's a handful of programs, including Colorado, that people are really watching how the portal thing shakes out. You know, something else they don't tell you about Colorado that I think is interesting. Do you know he's already cut four players that he actually brought in in January? I did not. Why isn't nobody talking about that? Frankly, there's just a lot to keep up with, frankly. But you know what I'm saying? I I do. If you brought a kid in, you're going to cut him after spring practice? That's rough, bro. But we're using that rule, and that rule's in place, and he's using it to his advantage. Um, You know, let me ask you a question with Colorado. What 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 is a what is their record? Because they were one in eleven last year, right? Mm-hmm. What do you say? Like, technically, anything is success. Like, what is saying? Hey, man, what he's doing is working. What record at Colorado tells you what he's doing is? You know what I'm saying? Like, what what the what what's going to be the point where somebody says it's working or it's not working? What's the record? Since they went one in eleven last year, it can't get any worse. I mean, for shit. them, well, he he's going to get two years. Before anybody judges anything. But let's say this year he's redone the whole roster, right? Yeah. So what makes it work? What's the record? I mean, even if they go three and nine and they they're losing closer games. It's improvement. It's people yeah, right. It's it's year two when he's the roster is looks too volatile and they're not winning at all and, and it's chaotic is when people if if that happens, and maybe it won't. If that were to happen, then people go, "Hey, this is this is disastrous." I mean, I'm gonna be. I'd do it. I mean, if you told me I could get a two or three game bump from what we did last year, I'd be all. Whatever we got to do. So, like, from a roster standpoint, like, yeah, it's working. But then you look back and go, "Well, it's still four and eight, or three and nine, or five and seven, or whatever it is." Um, that's that's where I, I just 
in the schedule, Grind says it right there. Their schedule is tough. It is tough. They open up with TCU. Um, you got UCLA. They got they got USC, some tough, Oregon, yeah, yeah. Utah. Got some tough I think games. they got Utah. Maybe they don't. I can't remember if they're on the side division or not. All right. So uh, before we go, you, you wanted to mention UFC. Yeah, you got, you, we got UFC two eighty eight. Since I'm, I'm, as you can tell, I'm ready for it. I can go. I was gonna say right now, I'd pick you. Pick me. I'm ready to go. Uh, we got Sterling versus Sahudo, uh, who is it's gonna be a good match. Um, and Burns and Muhammad will fight, but um, I think that uh, it'll be fun to watch. And then I want to. And then uh, our most important of the weekend, though, Neil, is our favorite Oxford Orioles are back in action this weekend. Oh, who they got? Um, I don't. I don't know who we're playing. I don't think it really matters. Gotcha. I mean, we're just hey, but look, my man Drew has taken your advice. He has adjusted the practice schedule. We're now practicing the first, the two days before we go to the tournament. All right. Right. He's like, he's got him out there working. Yeah. We're fresh off of a losers bracket win. Hell yeah. Hey, look, we win one more. We won two in the losers bracket last time. You know what happens when you win three in a row, Neil? It's a party. That's called Pizza a streak. Party. Pizza party. And we're playing a team that's 0-6 the first game. So watch out. If the Oxford Orioles um, win, I'm just letting everybody know if the Oxford Orioles win, we call that a streak. But here, if Drew's listening, which he does listen to our show. So, Drew, this is what we got to do. Our first game, Neil, is 11-15. Second game is like in the 3 o'clock area, and then the, then the uh, bracket play starts. Mm-hmm. We got to figure out how to get in that next game when the bracket starts so we can get home to watch UFC. So, Drew, we may have to finagle some stuff if we got to give up some runs, or we won't have any problems giving up any runs. <laughs> we may have to do something, some some uh, finagling to see what we got to do to get them back um, going for uh, this weekend. I had my dad cracking up uh, on the uh, way up. He's like, uh, he's like, yeah, I'm excited to watch the Knox play. They're coming up this weekend. I said, I said, Dad, they're so terrible. I said, they're terrible. He starts laughing. He says, what do you mean? I was like, hey, the best defense we got is gravity, baby. <laughs> Gravity and inertia. If it hits the fence and stops, we can go pick it up. You know, whatever it is, that's the best defense we got. It is literally – it's very – like, sometimes it's hard to watch. And poor old Drew's police Harold. <laughs> he didn't know – he's like – you know, it's like stuff you don't even know what to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you don't even – I feel bad for Drew sometimes. <laughs> he's like, what do I do? But uh, anyway – that's all, all right. I got, boss. We will be uh, we'll be back on Monday. It'll be yep. a one show week uh, next week. I'll be gone uh, end of next week, uh, so we're just gonna have one show on Monday. So um, make sure you're here for that one. Otherwise, you'll start having withdrawals and stuff. Yeah, one show next week. One show next week, and then we'll. I will be leaving from the show, going to Kiva Dunes. Oh yeah, that's right. So, so I'll be fired up playing a little golf. Yeah. So uh, one show next week, we'll be, it'll be on Monday. So we'll uh, we'll have that for you on Monday at 2 Central. Have a great weekend, and uh, thanks for being with us in the stream. Thanks for the Super Chats, and we will talk to you again on Monday. Take care. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.